Hi, you are listening to The Zid and Fizz Show, a talk show for entrepreneurs, angel investors, and everyone else. Good morning, welcome, and enjoy the show. Here they are. You say hello first. Oh, hello. Hello, Zia. Hello. How are you? <laughs> hello. All right. This is uh, episode, uh, we don't count, but this is 30. We don't count. Yeah. <laughs> we don't Back. count, but it's yeah. The holiday season is over, all the excitements of the holidays, and now we can start. And, that's um, what I hear from people. Yeah, that's I've heard this uh, this mentioned before, that the holidays have crept into January, and now February is the new January. That's what I heard. Yeah, actually, it's you true. You've a phenomenon. February is the new January. And it's new January. <laughs> yeah. Spring is the new winter, or winter is the new spring. <laughs> Yes. Welcome to climate change. So, oh, all right. So now yeah. we can start complaining, ranting. So here's my yes. first thing to you. Okay. Yes. Let's hear Let's it. Let's talk about electronic introductions. Yes. So I've been guilty. I've never done them until maybe three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, this whole electronic introductions. Yes. So now it's becoming prevalent. You're not surprised. Yes. Subject line intro. Hey, Fizz. I'd like to introduce you to Joe. Some people write long emails explaining the two. I usually write one sentence that says you should, should talk. <laughs> yeah. because, well, because <laughs> because I my, I'm my, laughing because I do the complete opposite. Yes. Yes. You've done it to me. You made introductions and you yes. explain who the person is. Who yes. Am I? Why yes. we should talk? Uh, <laughs> yes. My <laughs> my theory is that if I send an intro to anyone, mm-hmm. it's it's serious. Like I will yes. never send an intro that said, "Hey, you two should talk." Yes. Um, it will be an absolute waste of your time. I've just given uh, you at least eight yeses. I just want you yeah. to know that this is one of the most unusual episodes where I say yes to almost everything. You yeah, just said. well, I mean, the, 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 so okay, let's backtrack. Do you are you okay with this whole concept of electronic introductions? Yes. Okay, and are you okay with the way they're being done? Email. No. And then after that, <laughs> and then after that, <laughs> I didn't understand what it was, and then they said moving you to BCC. Yes. And then at the beginning, I was upset. It's like, no one moves me to BCC. <laughs> Not without my permission. <laughs> Not without it's like, and moving me to BCC. What's that about? And then I realized yeah. that when people move me to BCC, they're doing me a favor. They're doing you a favor. You yeah. no longer get get trapped into the email thread. Yeah. Okay. And, and some so, people actually, yeah, it's, it's interesting you said that. Because, you know, um, remember the, the, the CC stands for carbon, carbon copy. copy. Now, <laughs> some people are too young oh, to remember yeah. the fact that the only way that we could make copies of anything we wrote was to put a sheet of pure yep. black carbon underneath your sheet that would then get transferred by pressure to the next sheet. So CC stands for carbon copy, and BCC stands for blind carbon copy. And in the world of email, when you put someone on a BCC, the subsequent rounds of the email communications drops off 
the BCC. So it's like, thank you very much for the introduction. I'm sparing your inbox. I'm putting you on BCC. And now here's the reality. Uh, some people don't want to be thrown off the email thread because they want to know what the conversation's about. And so there is a little bit of a nuance. Yeah, there's a little Might, nuance. So here are the rules, and everybody yeah. should subscribe to these rules. Rules Number according one. to Siad or rules <laughs> yeah. well, Which both, both. Okay. Well, first of all, I mean, we all know there are some etiquette. So if you... If you're emailing two people and you have the highest regard for both and you're talking to both at the same time, they should both be in the two field. Yes. If you're talking to one and you want the other one to sort of listen in, you put the other one in carbon copy. Exactly. Um, the, the danger with carbon copy, and some people hate these um, these lists. I have a group of friends. We've, we play poker together. We... We've been doing it for 20 years. And literally, it takes, I don't know, 75 emails to organize one date. And everybody complains and reply all. It's like this torture by reply all. And But uh, uh, the BCC is necessary, right? And yeah. then everybody's in the loop. Uh, sorry, the CC. The BCC also is necessary if sometimes you, you need to uh, avoid someone making the mistake and replying all. Mm -hmm. um, the only thing I ask the world is that when you make an introduction, you're by email, you are willing to let it go. So, mm -hmm. Fizz meet uh, Jill. Mm -hmm. You two should connect. Hey. Now you can write a long explanation or not, but you two should connect. I'll let you two connect. If you and yeah. Jill make millions, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully you remember who connected you, but okay. there's nothing in it for me. It's goodwill, it's friendship. You're you have to let it go. And I if agree. one of the two wants to update you and say, oh, by the way, you connected me to this person, just so you know, now we're working together. It's very kind Absolutely. and important to do because you lose that goodwill of the person who connected you if the, you just forget about them, right? <laughs> I completely agree with you. I do. So yeah. there are some. Okay. So now, if you get flooded with intros, then what? Yeah. Then 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 it's a little bit of a. So so here's the preamble before the intro. Ideally, you have already communicated with both sides in some shape or form, either through a phone call or or whatever means. If it was in person, to say, hey, I happen to know someone that you might want to get to know. Why don't you look at their LinkedIn profile, find out if they suit you, make sure there's no conflicts of interest, and then get back to me so that I can make the connection. And ideally, you've already done the same for both parties, that you've already said, hey, here's a preamble, um, and, and I'm going to make the introduction if you both agree. Um, so that's ideal. It's not always like that. But, you know, with really close friendships, you and I have a close friendship. I, I know how to fill in the dots. I also know you've already given me preambles most of the time. And even if you don't, I know that the introductions are always going to be of great value. So, uh, so there's no question about that. Now, when it comes to randomness of introductions, that's a little bit of an unusual spot to be in because frankly, we're all busy, right? And everyone has a pretty full calendar, whether it's what we do as investors or other things that you do in life. 
so so it just it's a matter of respect really for the people that you're trying to connect to make sure that you're you're essentially taking into consideration that everyone um, is busy and time is very valuable. And and also you lose goodwill. So if someone makes an introduction that sort of you end up being pitched to a salesperson selling you something you didn't expect, that's, then you wouldn't take another introduction from that other person. So no, that's very, um, that's very. The, the other thing is I think we should have an allocation. So every person in our profession is allowed one intro every two weeks. <laughs> so, so use it wisely. Yeah, where do you come up with these ideas? Right. Your, use it wisely. Because if I tell you, you can, a wise person once told me, especially with big time investors, you get one shot. You can't, you, you can't send them 16 deals and say, no, 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 this one's good. You get one shot. And so if you think that intros are, let's call it, you have a bank account that has intros, and when you use one, you're right. down one. So you're. I, I think what you're saying. I think what you're saying here is really it's a matter of credibility at some point, because if you know, I don't mind being in touch with people. I really don't. I, I really do enjoy the updates and things like that. Um, yeah, where it becomes a little bit troublesome is um, if we're not aligning our interests meaning that you really don't fully understand what is it that I'm actually looking for. And I'm just getting a lot of things uh, from you. Even though you know, the universe has told you, my LinkedIn profile has told you, I'm a healthcare, life science, human and animal health investor, right? And you're sending me all kinds of other things that don't fit in. So it's a matter of credibility. At some point I realized, okay, you're, you're not sending me stuff that I really can sink my teeth into. Um, so, so we're not aligning our interests. I think that's where you're coming from, right? Yeah, I mean that that it is a it is a tool that one should use very very carefully, because it's so. If the intro meant you had to leave your office, walk walk half a mile, go yes. up ten flights of stairs, knock on a door, yes. wait for half an hour in some hallway. Yes. Then go try to talk to another human being to say, hey, I need to make an intro. It's so much easier by email. So it's abused. Be, be, be judicious. So I'm going to use an example of an introduction you just recently made for me. I think there's two really amazing science folks that you introduced me to. Um, but we, you and I had a phone conversation ahead of time. You said, hey, these are incredible people. And hey, they're doing incredible stuff. Awesome. So I had a phone call with one of them the other day, and I, too, made the suggestion during the phone call was, hey, you know, I have this friend who is near D.C. and is doing something that you might be interested in. Would you like to check out their profile and let me know if you're interested in an intro? And sure enough, they did. And sure enough, they said, yes, they'd like an intro. So so there you go. I think it is truly about just honoring the relationship making sure that there is alignment. And that's how, again, you build friendship is making sure you're, again, respectful of each other's time. Yeah. Yeah. And it, unfortunately, also, there's a level where there's a lot of things that people don't get paid for. So you have yeah. to accept it or people should invent some kind of like a stock option poker chips yeah. where they give you, <laughs> say, here, you give me a great intro. Here's a, here's a chip for... 
for 10, 10 yeah. shares. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, great. Yeah, yeah, karma karma points, uh, redeemable karma points. at Amazon. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, anyway, I mean, this whole intro business is is interesting. We're flooded with introductions. Please use it wisely, and please know that you have a limited amount before people get tired and and in fact burn out because the goal is to answer everybody. So I'll tell you a new thing. I don't carry business cards anymore. What? You're joking? No. What is going on, Zia? Did you? Talk to me about this before you made the decision. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I make an exception it? in some conferences that um, because I tell people, look, look me up on LinkedIn. Bam. What? Send me a request. And now we're uh, connected. There's no need for a business yeah. card. Um, there's no need to print you know, paper. That's one of my shipping. pet peeves. But that's one of my pet peeves. See, now I'm going to have to rant on you. You should always carry business cards. It is the ideal and accepted norm of you give and then you receive. You give and you receive. It is so odd to be there and giving somebody a card and somebody says to you, oh, I'm sorry, I don't give out cards anymore. Oh, come on. I don't. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. I don't I'm handing you I don't a tangible object with my personal information on it Look, with some bio like, about me. It's 19, and you have nothing to return to me? It's 1970s technology. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> I don't care. It's, it's, it's standard business. It's SOP, standard operating okay. business. Also, okay, people should know that you're highly disciplined, highly organized. Yes. And when you get cards, you write on the back I where you do. met that person. And, and some people rank them by priority. Call immediately, call later, whatever. Yeah, um, after a busy conference, when I look through the deck of cards, I remember the people I met. If you tell because me... Because you're amazing. I mean, that's why you're the amazing West Coast that everybody <laughs> wants to meet. And I get a lot of fame because people know because of our show that I know right. you. So they say, can you, can you introduce me to, to Fizz? I said, yes. You did this, I know you did this. His time. Yeah. You intentionally, you're, you're, you're goading me. You're basically luring me into this conversation because I know you carry business cards. Um, you wanted me to make this comment, but I really do no, believe that no, there is actually something truly I'm, um, I do take business cards to two conferences per year that I know ahead of time. Yeah, and, and I know people like you are watching me, so you're going to be all over mm -hmm. me, you and your Canadian okay. friend. And otherwise, I don't. Like, do you walk around all day with business cards? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. It's, it's, it's just, again, it's, it's, a, it's a give and a take. And also for me, it's part of the storytelling, Ziad. My card has a number of information points on it, but it also has logos on it from which I can tell a story. I want to be able to tell a story. I want people to, to understand where I'm coming from and what I like to do, nonprofit, for-profit, all of those things. And if I give you my card, that's because I trust you and I trust that you'll use the information carefully. So do you ever imagine that that card actually is going to be trash like someone is actually going to look at it and say you know what throw it in the trash yeah. you know <laughs> you know what you know what i tell people i say you know what if you don't use the information on my card it also serves as a toothpick 
so they can yeah. actually be, you can use it for two different purposes. So of course it's going to end up in the garbage, maybe. Um, yeah, and, and look, that's okay. I'm putting out a call for startups. Please change the business cards. Make something new. Um, um, a QR code where oh, you put it in no. your wallet. It's a QR so, code and you're done. Yeah. We speak a human language. We do not speak a machine language. Stop. Stop. Replacing. Don't encourage entrepreneurs to do QR. I've seen those before. I'm not going to scan it. That means you just you're hiding your information in this in this cryptic ones and zeros thing. Okay, I can't so no QR code, just some machine where you stand in front of someone and yeah. you nod, they nod, and then the information is exchanged. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Or an app. Love. Okay, so or the app that takes a picture of the business card. Right. Tells you a GPS coordinate so you know I met this person in Chicago and then takes that information, puts it in your contacts, in LinkedIn. <laughs> yes, there is, there is such a thing. There, there are such things. I'm sure. Um, and no. some of them are ubiquitous, built into your Android or your iPhone. But I have to tell you one more thing, Ziad, because I know you're, you are definitely doing this on purpose to get no, under my skin. No, I'm not. You are. I know you are. I'm you're not. trying to prompt me to say these things. So you cannot take shortcuts when it comes to making relationships with people. So one, you have to know who I am. You have to go to my LinkedIn profile. You have to do a Google search. If you really want to know what makes me or you or other people tick, you have to do your homework. And so even if you have an assistant, even if you have a personal assistant doing all this work for you, the only person who benefits from putting stuff into a database is the assistant. Because the act of actually putting something in and doing some research goes into his or her neurons, not yours. And then all you do is look it up. Like now you need keywords and you need tags and all these. Please. I like to remember faces. I like look, to remember. I, uh, I agree. However, there is this, there, the, these conferences that are becoming bigger and bigger and bigger. When you go to a conference that has a thousand people, And now yeah. people are developing oh, techniques where yeah. they just say to word, hand you a card. Like it's not, I prefer to talk for one person for Good. 10 minutes than yeah. 10 people for one minute. I'm, I, I don't disagree with that, but that doesn't, you, you're negating your first argument of not carrying cards. If you're going to have a, call, a quality conversation with somebody, for God's sakes, give them a card so that they remember they had the conversation with you. Otherwise, they might mistake you for me. Do you want that to happen? Do you want them to remember that they smoke? Okay, fine, fine. Let's go back to these. Okay, how come we can't? We let's start smoking in these conferences if we're going to do 1970s business cards and let's have let's have a glass. I mean, enough. We're in 2020. We're still carrying these stupid business cards. Oh, for God's sakes. How did you go from equating business cards with smoking? That is absolutely amazing. You're a very yes. creative soul. It is, it, is, it is an antiquated technology that has not been solved. And, and the amount of cards that are printed and shipped is bad for the environment. There's no reason in 2020... to be exchanging the little cardboard uh, squares 
that right. that that have um, fine. I, I I have a solution for you. I can I can help you with this. Then we need to make edible business cards. Edible, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. From you seaweed. Some chocolate. Yes. <laughs> fine. Made from seaweed um, and printed with chocolate. So that so that you have only a moment in time to actually capture it either on on your camera and then you can just eat it right in front of the person you just talked to. How's that? Look, so here's well, the fine. deal. You everybody has so the whole ecosystem is is like this 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 ball of noise, right? And yeah. the question is, who do you really know? Who <laughs> Who can you really pick up the call? Pick up the phone and call, and yeah. and really help. That's like maybe 20 people or 40 people. So see, uh, see now yeah. you're getting into statistics. This is called Dunbar's number. Statistically, Dunbar's Dunbar's number is a statistical number, which and the number is 150. And it was by some guy named Dunbar. So 150 is the actual number of people that you can actively nurture in a network. The number of people you can keep as friends and tight uh, friends. Some people have more, but the average is 150. You're, you're absolutely right. I agree with you. However, however, uh, you're involved in a fascinating new industry with a fascinating new business model and a really growing market opportunity. And now you need a network of people that can help you and that you can connect with and learn. How do you do that, Ziad? How do you, how do you, how do you then get plugged in? You have to have a whole bunch of new friends. You have to have people um, that you can connect. Absolutely. And, and it's, and the yeah, goal is not quantity, it's quality. Not yeah. not meaning that there are people who are less of less quality, but meaning yeah. if you take the time to get to know someone, right, get to know them, as right. opposed to accumulating. Uh, uh, so I love it when it's contacts, connections. I mean, you know the whole friends, acquaintances, business relationships, um, and there are people you know that you can lean on, even if you abuse yes. their time, they're not going to get upset at you and never return your yes. calls. And, I, and agree. So, agree. So, yeah. Um, and there is there, there is definitely a, a skill set. Some people are more talented at it than others. And there, so, some are just, they have this gift of being able to keep people uh, warmly connected to them. Uh, but there is skill set involved in nurturing relationships, Ziad. And, and the number one thing is, and I know you believe this, that's why I know you're doing this on purpose. Um, there's storytelling behind building relationships. And, you know, I, I want to remember you. I want to remember your face. I want to remember your contact info. And I want to then codify it somehow um, that, that we met and that I'm going to nurture this relationship. So that first and foremost, to me, while it's old school, I've seen the full cycle of people using QR codes and I don't have cards and blah, blah, blah. But you know what? It still the tried and true is yes, business cards. And, and I'll give you a stat. So every year I buy, I don't buy just 200 cards. Every year I buy a thousand cards and I make it, I make it my. You my, go through a thousand cards per year? I go through a thousand cards. I do. God bless you. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, so. oftentimes, so <laughs> sometimes I put in one pocket of my blazer jacket my cards, and on the other one, other people's cards, and sometimes they get mixed in. And in yeah. the heat of the moment, sometimes I give somebody else's card as mine to <laughs> another person. Yep. So, so here's here's my tried and true system. <laughs> Left pocket is for my card. Right pocket is for your yeah. card. So yeah. I go to a meeting. Right pocket yeah. always ends up with the cards I collect. And then at the end of the session, I go through it, and that's how I that's how I work. Yeah, everybody. That, yeah. And then breast pocket is if there is urgent response needed. If someone you agrees to with someone, it's like okay, I'll call you tomorrow or I'll email you tomorrow. And and yeah. many times people in conferences or in meetings have told me, hey, I love what you do, uh, um, email me, let's get together. Sure. Then I email them and they don't respond. It's like, why did you ask me to email you? So I didn't ask for anything, just uh, anyway. Yeah. So yeah. Um, the second topic before we end is yes. listening to others' advice. So let me tell you a quick story. I was sure. in the gambling city of, of the US, uh, Las Vegas, and I was at um, with my partner at the blackjack table, mm-hmm. and multiple times it was time to decide whether I get a card or not. Some people that we don't know at the table said, "Don't take one, don't take one," or "Take one, take one." Or once the dealer said, "No, you shouldn't take one." Should I listen to other people's advice because that that is our world? You know, you look at the deal and everybody pitches like, "I like it, I don't like it, I'm going to invest, I'm not going to invest." And and every time I listen to somebody else, <laughs> I lost money. <laughs> and so so what about Faz's rule about listening to other people's advice? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one too. Um, so uh, we have two ears and one mouth, and there's an intention there that you listen more than you speak. So I think listening to advice is extremely helpful and mixing it in your own mind. And there's a mind and a gut connection. Your nervous system is completely aligned. And then listening to your own experiences and your own gut based on the information you've collected, I think is very healthy. I have never said, whenever I give advice, I always preamble it with, you know what, I'm giving you, this is an N of one. Here's my advice. You don't have to take it, but you need to mix it with the other information that you're collecting. So I think it's very important to collect but advice. In an but investment the decision. But in an investment decision, right? Yep. And you you hear advice from multiple people. Some people say, I don't like this deal, I like it. And yeah. then so yeah. and then that infects your train of yeah. that infects your own decision making process because you start yeah. thinking well, but this person doesn't like it, or this person, right. am I following that person? Um, yeah. It becomes difficult. It does. So again, if it's if it's qualitative, then and you only listen to qualitative information, that's why, again, whenever I bring somebody into our group, or whenever I have somebody approach me and say, hey, what, what does it take to be a good investor? I always tell people, build your investment thesis, and then make sure you stick with disciplined methodology for how you make decisions, disciplined methodology, right? So you're not overblown by somebody else's feedback, but you have your own approach. And if you don't do a certain part of your methodology, 
that's when you know you're taking shortcuts and now you're just gambling. And I don't consider what we do gambling. I consider it de-risking and I consider it a process. So I apply my science approach to things that I do on the investment side. Doesn't mean I'm always right, but you know what? In science, you're not always right either. You might make a hypothesis and you end up with an answer that proves or disproves something. So you just have to really follow the process. I don't think that's a, I think that's a really healthy way of looking at it. Yeah, if you have your own process and people don't people contribute to your process, they don't mm -hmm. hijack it or disrupt it. Because if yeah. you have someone who's considered, you know, this person knows so much about XYZ, and then right. they for some reason and you don't know what's their agenda, what's their their situation, if exactly. they have something that they don't tell you. Um And they don't right. like something you like, and now suddenly you right. you it creates self doubt, and that's a it very does. difficult situation. The odd case in point for me is the investment we made in a women's health company five years ago. Um, you know, a lot of people had reasons, lots of good reasons to essentially you know say to each other and to say to themselves why they should not make that investment, and only a handful of people did. And end of the day, you know, a year ago uh, in 2018, Boston Scientific bought that same company for 275 million. So it doesn't mean that I had a crystal ball, but it also means that other people decided to do what they're normally doing, which is their process is talk to each other and figure out what you're doing, what you're doing. And I don't think that's a real, uh, a real process, but that's what they do. Uh, sure. Versus I mean, each one looking at the whole story. System. Yeah. Yeah. Look Absolutely. at the whole story. Are, are there good deals on the East Coast? Absolutely. Are there good deals on the West Coast? Absolutely. But how are you going to decide? Well, you have to get exposure and you have to have a method by which you look at these opportunities. And it's better. Period. So if you, if it fails because you decided to invest, the, the most horrible feeling is when you follow somebody else's lead or you listen to them. You have doubt, but you, you follow them. I And then you you make a decision and then you regret it. If you make a full-blown decision and you fail, you say it was my decision. In in my and I'm full disclosure, in my early days of investing, um, when I didn't know what I didn't know and I didn't have confidence in what I had learned along the way, I made a lot of my decisions based on the group. Other people. So I figured I was safest there. But then it was really about five years ago that I suddenly realized, you know what, I have my own thesis. I feel comfortable now. I've written a couple of checks and this is the way I want to approach it. What, yeah. yeah. And, and again, you cannot, you can't sell a deal to people. It's almost like you don't. So the, the mantra in our business is you don't sell a company. A company gets acquired, right? Somebody wants to acquire your company. You, uh, you can tell people about what you do, But you, you, so somebody will be on their own, will have this notion that this is something they want to put into their portfolio. All I can do is provide you information. And all you can do is give me a yes or no. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's why oftentimes salespeople that get involved or want to play or uh, uh, operate in our world struggle right. because they're they used do. to selling and you right. cannot sell. You a company, a deal, a startup, you cannot sell. Yeah. You yeah. can um, you can discuss it. You can describe it. Um, you in fact, give you have it to exposure. Do, yeah. 
there's there's no harm in exposure. There's no harm in saying I'm doing this. Um, if somebody has questions on their follow up, that's always good too. But you're absolutely right, Ziad. It's really uh, it's something that needs to be done from within. I don't blame anybody for my decisions. I make a decision based on information I have. I know somebody else may have led it, but I don't blame anybody for my decision. And hopefully if I get a gain on it, that's awesome. Again, sometimes it's nice to be lucky. Uh, and if there's a loss on it, there's always lots of stuff to learn. Um, and it never is pointing a finger at somebody else. Absolutely. And that brings us to the end of the show. Thank you, Fizz. Joy. See Thank you next you. time. You, Love it. Peace. Take care. Thank you for listening to The Zid and Fizz Show. I hope you enjoyed it, learned something, and had a good time. Remember, you can send questions to talk at zidandfid.com. Until next time, bye-bye.